Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is being successful running Facebook ads in the new year. This week's guest is the head of performance at Inspire Agency. And during the last 12 months, he has profitably spent $30 million on Facebook ads, generating over $200 million for his clients. A big welcome to Marin Isvich. Hi, Marin. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Well, thanks for joining us today. Now, yeah, no problem. Glad to now, be here. Now, in your bio, it says spending $30 million to generate $200 million. So that's an ROAS, a ROAS of about seven. Is that typical or do results vary drastically from, from client to client using Facebook ads? So, yeah, that is quite an achievement, but actually results definitely vary from client to client. And I mean, that makes sense as they all have like different contribution margins. Therefore, they have different profit. Therefore, they have different ROAS goals. So some aim for profit, some aim for revenue. So both spend and ROAS targets are different from client to client. As some require ROAS of five, some require like ROAS of 1.5 and they're happy with that. So it really depends. There's no kind of like one answer for all. So is the ROAS depend then if if a client comes in and wants a ROAS of two, let's say versus one that wants 10, does it just depend on how targeted you get the ads? There won't be as much traffic for the one that gets a higher ROAS or are there other things that, that contribute to the profitability? I mean, some clients require, I mean, if some client come here to us and says like, I need ROAS of 10, then we said like, okay, you don't have a uh, like ad you don't have a problem with your ad you have a problem with your business because that's kind of like uh target way above the average we cannot kind of like promise to achieve that there's there's kind of like you need to align your metrics and expectation or what you kind of like want to achieve obviously we could get like i don't know ross of 10 but then then i would be spending like i don't know 100 bucks a day so then you know you cannot uh scale so much because it's impossible to maintain ROAS of 10 and it's kind of like not an average target that someone would require. So are most clients worried about traffic or profitability? Uh, So, I mean, I guess it again depends. I would say that they are worried about about the profitability because they came to us to kind of like optimize their ad account properly to set a foundation to introduce a testing framework of a framework for optimization for scaling i mean their lack of uh i don't know knowledge on the ads on the ads manager which is kind of facebook ads platform so they need our expertise they can get traffic themselves just plugging ads on the on facebook but when you kind of like need to get it to work there there they there is what they have a problem and there where we come in 
that's a um, great place to, to take this conversation. Where, when you get a new account, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making when they're running Facebook ads on their own? So uh, there are a couple of those that I kind of see on on most of the accounts that I audit, and I audit over 50 accounts this year. So first one is uh, not speaking to the target audience based on what level of, the, of your funnel they are. So basically, if you're just promoting benefits to someone who never heard of, heard of you and doesn't even know that he has a problem, it won't convert. So basically, you want to treat your audience differently. For someone who never heard about you, you want to kind of like emphasize the problem, agitate that problem, then present a solution. Someone who heard about you, but then uh, maybe he's, he's, not, he's not made the decision to buy, you will probably kind of like emphasize the benefits. You will emphasize how this product has a guarantee and free shipping. Then someone who is kind of like more inclined to buy, you will you, you will show some testimonial video or UGC review video that he kind of like gets the idea that other, other people already bought this product and they are happy with it, they are satisfied. You would potentially show an unboxing video to kind of like present someone how the experience of uh, getting uh, this product will be. So basically treating the audience differently depending on what stage of the funnel they are. That's problem number one. Problem number two, I would say uh, not leveraging all the features that Facebook gives you, like create an audience out of your website visitors that never bought. That is kind of a like lowest hanging fruit because those people, those people are interested in your product. Something is stopping them. So you can kind of like then uh, try some objection handling copies to get them to buy. So I would say that's kind of like a mistake that can be easily fixed and can re can generate a high return uh, considering you, you don't have to spend so much to convert those people that are already interested in your product. Now, you had mentioned um, some testimonial videos or unpacking videos. Do you find that videos convert better have higher conversion rates than static images? Uh, so that's a, that's a tough question. Uh, again, it depends. I would say that video works better for the product that needs kind of like some education where you need to demonstrate how the product works. If you have some, I don't know, basic t-shirt or a dress, image can work better. But as I said, for product that require education that you need to showcase, uh, how the product work, how to use it, uh, video works better. There are definitely some uh, periods when uh, images can work better. Let's say during Black Friday period, when most of your audience is retargeting and they are already familiar with your product. So when you present an image that usually has a lower CPM on a platform compared to the video, uh, you could get some success with it. But then again, the whole kind of landscape is going into video only. You have like TikTok, which is kind of booming now, right now, and there you can showcase only videos. So it kind of makes sense to run uh, more videos. Now, have you found that certain types of products for e-commerce do better on Facebook than others? Uh, I would say that high price point do, product do not work so great. 
because like it's hard to expect for someone to buy a product let's say that's i don't know above 200 uh usd right out of the first click i mean that's a big investment so people need to kind of like uh do some research on their own find out uh some other reviews from people who bought the product it's hard to get that sale uh on such an expensive product so maybe some other channels like youtube influencers that they have a kind of uh opportunity to showcase your video in a 10 minute uh video they're explaining like all pros and cons of your product that kind of like can work better for expensive products now you you talked a little bit about audiences and in what part of the funnel they're in how many different audiences are you creating typically for a client so i mean for let's say for prospecting which is kind of like top of the funnel people that never heard about us that they never interacted with us we try to kind of like leverage facebook algorithm and we kind of like start with broad so basically with no interest targeting uh that's kind of one ad group the other ad set would be uh trying to find an interest audience that is kind of like similar to our uh to our niche in which product is so let's say if we if we are selling some serum skincare we will try to kind of like uh target people that are into skincare into anti-aging uh beauty salons or stuff like that so that's kind of like a group number two since the ios we do not rely so much on lookalike because they are not so effective anymore as facebook has like less and less data and in terms of free marketing there are a couple of uh let's say main audiences that we use one is website visitors the second is facebook engagers so basically people that engage with your page or with your post uh instagram engagers and video watchers so basically people that watch certain percentage of your video but they did not click on the ad and proceeded to your website why do you split those out uh so basically let's say uh prospecting this is kind of like our top of the funnel so we want to no no but I, I mean like um Facebook people who engage with your ad versus people that visit the website uh so you have an option in ads manager and Facebook ads manager to create those audience you can kind of like specify out of which video or like which page or which page on your website people visit it so you can create those then you can segment obviously people that watch the video but they did not click they don't have a same um uh, let's say uh, same level of interest into your product as people who were on your website so basically we want to exclude website visitor from the people that watch the video same goes for people that added to cart we want to exclude those for website visitors because add to cart audience we want to treat differently and potentially showcase some of our objection handling copies that will kind of like get them to that to kind of eventually buy so by treating differently you're meaning different ads not different bids yeah, or anything like that yeah different ads and uh different different exclusions so basically in top of the funnel we are excluding in middle of the funnel audience like engagers and video watchers in those audience we exclude website visitors just for the fact that we want to treat them differently with a different messaging and with a different uh diff different ad style so this type of really segmenting the account I would guess it's it's going to really make 
tracking accurately essential? How how has the iOS 14.5 changed the Facebook landscape? And, and how are your ads performing before and after this update? So I would say that like iOS update definitely changed in the landscape. That's for sure. I mean, users can opt out out of tracking, which makes your ad less relevant. So potentially someone can opt it out and we could showcase the same ad to someone who already bought, which is kind of what we don't want. In my opinion, opting out of tracking is not beneficial to both us marketers and to users because I always say like ad is annoying only if it's not relevant. But if you opt out of tracking, Facebook has less data about you and it will show you less relevant ads. So that's kind of like a big, big thing. You don't want to see an ad on about stuff that you're not interested. But I would say that iOS kind of came at a good time because like good marketers survived. People that are kind of focused on a product market fit, not tips and tricks and the ad account because messaging and testing your offer is what kind of makes a difference. Uh, I would also say that Facebook ads are just sharing on top. They're kind of like amplifier. You cannot expect just like to turn on Facebook ads and expect uh, great results. Uh, in regards how my results changed, I would say that Facebook was in terms of like before iOS and after iOS is definitely looking worse in platforms. So basically, if previously I had ROS of four, now I have a ROS of maybe, I don't know, 2.5. But when you check the revenue of uh, when we check the revenue of our clients in Shopify, that didn't change so much. That means that not that people, not that brands are performing bad. It is just Facebook has less ability to kind of like present all the data, uh, although it is still generating the results. Interesting. And the biggest, yeah, and the biggest effect, uh, I think that like only super niche brands were hit pretty hard. So basically. Clients that are still selling like kind of wide purpose product, they still have success, but only those like super niche products were hit pretty bad because of the Facebook has like less in data. So it's harder to find a potential uh, customer and to be profitable while running uh, ads for those customers. Now, here we are starting the new year. What is a piece of actionable advice you would give to someone thinking of, of testing and running some Facebook ads in the new year? So I, I would like to stick to the basics. So like always do your research before advertising. So check your competitor website, check their ads and their comments on the ads, check Amazon reviews, check Reddits, adjust your messaging to the target audience. Like that is the foundation before, like there's no much sense. There's not much sense to running any ads unless you do that, unless you know who your target audience is, how to approach them, what is bothering them, how to resolve that. And regarding the Facebook tips, I would say always optimize for conversions. If your end goal is to get sale, Facebook is pretty good to giving you what you want. If you optimize for video views, you would get only people that will watch your video and never do anything after that. If you, want, if you optimize for add to cards, people would only add to cart and they would not end up buying. So definitely, hmm. if you want sales, always optimize for conversions and for purchase. So is that pretty much all the ads you run over a conversion or do you run any traffic ads? No traffic ads because you would get only people that click on your ad 
you see it looks like your click rate is way better but those people never ended up buying so basically we always optimize for conversions uh we have besides that there is a sales objective with a catalog sale campaign which is pretty much showcasing you the product that you already browsed so basically if you were on my website and you saw i don't know a blue t-shirt when you go back to facebook i will i will not show you just any t-shirt i will just show you blue t-shirt because i know you're interested in that now let's say somebody doesn't have time to learn facebook and run facebook for their own e-commerce store if you are an e-commerce owner and you were looking to hire a facebook management company what questions would you ask them so i would definitely ask them for some kind of like track of their results but after ios because a lot of people were flexing with their results before the ios having crazy results now like ios changed that landscape you need to be a bit more savvy about Facebook ads. So I would definitely ask for some case studies uh, or kind of like their referrals, some uh, kind of like recommendation of people uh, with, with whom they work with. Also, I would kind of like try to uh, understand who, we, who would work on my ad account if uh, I hire an agency, because you have so much agencies, big agencies that scale too big and they kind of like promise you everything. And then you get uh, some junior working on your junior media buyer working on your, on your ad account. So like quality is not so good, it waters down. So I would definitely make sure that whoever you talk with is kind of like promising you that you will get someone who is really know what he's doing because you don't want to spend so much money on ads, pay agency fee and get some junior media buyer working on your ad account that knows less than you. Yeah, you know, that's one of the the main warnings I give for people looking, because I do Google ads. So people yeah. looking to hire companies to manage their Google ads is a lot of times the larger companies, it filters down to like a junior marketer, especially if you're a smaller account. Now, Amazon, it's quite popular, you know, a big news story there. But I'm curious, have you ever run ads for a client using Facebook directly to their products on Amazon, using Amazon attribution to track it? Or are you generally are you always sending it to a company's own website so considering we are uh, we are working only let's say with the uh, e-com clients in i would say 98 percent of the cases we are leading to brand website uh it makes no sense for us to run to amazon listing as we cannot place a facebook pixel there so we cannot track what ads are actually generating the sale. Okay, we can see increase in traffic to that listing, but we don't know whether our ads resulted in sale. We cannot optimize it. So it kind of like doesn't make sense for us to lead to Amazon listing. Now, if you had a crystal ball, where would you see Facebook advertising heading and how would you see it changing over the next 12 to 18 months? So if you asked me this question a year ago, I would probably be a lot more pessimistic than now because like we were kind of like maybe a couple of months uh, after the iOS update, we kind of like were struggling, didn't know what to expect. But now uh, I would say that like after a couple of great updates from Facebook side, I'm more optimistic than ever. So basically we got the ability to see breakdown of the results back in the ads manager in the red accounts. We got option to compare attribution settings to basically see uh, in what period after clicking on viewing our ad, people are actually converting. 
which is kind of like super useful for decision making. Also, a couple of months ago, Facebook introduced one new feature called Advantage Shopping Plus, which is pretty similar to the Performance Max on Google, which kind of relies more on the AI. And all, and all of the ad accounts that I'm running, we are seeing some great results uh, with that feature. So, I mean, to be honest, I'm more optimistic than ever. I'm just curious how would Facebook would incorporate all this into this meta thing, considering they're kind of like relying heavily on that. Wait, it's performing great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not so it's not like performance max. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) I I digress. I don't want to get into that, but yeah, um, that's definitely a black box. But at the moment it is performing. Hey, um, how did you get started running Facebook ads? So I was on my senior year of college and like trying to figure out what to do with my life. Uh, should I kind of like end uh, this degree on computer science or should I pursue a professional soccer career? Because I was at the, at the time I was playing soccer for 20 years. But somehow I stumbled upon digital marketing. I saw one ad. Uh, I started learning everything about it, like reading the whole Google support literature around Google ads, try to understand it better, watching uh, webinars, videos on YouTube. Luckily, I had a uh, one friend that that was in fa- that was doing Facebook ads. So I started working with him, basically doing all those small tasks like uh, creating a copy, finding the audience, launching the ads. So I got some kind of like practice. I got better at it, and I started working with a freelancer. And here's here's where I'm now, head of performance at Inspire. Hey, what's up there? This is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just one minute. You probably know that I've been called the world's foremost expert in e-commerce growth strategies. But have you ever wondered how I gained all this knowledge? First, you probably guessed it. It's through all the years of interviews I've done with experts and uber successful throughout the e-commerce space right here on the Make Each Click Count podcast. And second, it's through all the courses that are available at Make Each Click Count University. From Facebook to Google Ads to Pinterest to SEO, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel like an expert, go to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. There you will find a course that will help you become an expert in whatever marketing channel you currently need help. Better yet, Choose more than one. Join Make Each Click Count University and join me and other marketing professionals live once a month at our monthly marketing members-only meeting. Again, you can view all courses at www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. Now, let's get back to the show. And during this journey, have there been any business books out there that you could attribute to your success as an entrepreneur? Uh, definitely. I would say that uh, Breakthrough Advertising from Eugene Schwartz is kind of like setting the foundations, trying to understand uh, in what level of awareness and market sophistication your target uh, audience is and how to approach them. Uh, then Influence the Psychology of Persuasion by Cialdini. Uh, it kind of like gives you nuances on psychology and how people think and behave. And Growth Hacker Marketing by Ryan Holiday. It kind of like gives you a framework on how to test, how to iterate, how to create a flywheel, no matter at what stage in marketing you are. Now, you had mentioned um, Inspire Agency. Who is the perfect client? Who are you guys working with over there? 
So mostly e-com DTC store owners, uh, mostly on Shopify that have like a proven market fit that are spending at least 30K uh, on Facebook ads because they're, that is a kind of like stage where, where our expertise uh, comes pretty handy. Uh, so that's kind of like our target uh, target uh, client. So direct, direct to consumer where they're spending 30K a month in, in the Facebook ads? Yes, exactly. And how does your fee structure work? So our minimum fee is uh, 2.5K USD because we have some some of the clients that are spending uh, below 30K. After that, it goes to the 10% of the ad spend. Uh, but if we spend above uh, 100K, the percentage goes down to 9K. If we spend above 200K, the percentage goes down to 8%. So it really depends like how much are we spending because we have some clients that are spending, I don't know, 40K. We, we have some clients that are spending 1 mil. So if there's a wide, wide range. And how can an interested listener learn more about working with you? And do you have any special offers? going on right now for listeners yeah for sure so you guys like whoever is interested can check my twitter i'm on a daily basis sharing tips and tricks about facebook ads like uh, how to set up the ad account what are some tips and tricks uh, how to leverage uh, all of the audiences what are some ads that are working but if you are a potential store owner that is spending at least i, I would say i don't know 20k uh, we are offering a free audit of your ad account. You would get a list of things that we think should be improved, uh, how to improve them. And like you would get at least three revenue generating tips that will help you with your performance of the ad account. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up today? Not much. I would just uh, thank you for having me. Uh, keep up with the good work. I like this podcast and I'm uh, excited to be a guest here. Well, great. Well, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you. Bye. For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Marin or Inspire Agency, you'll find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our podcast resource center available at podcast.makeeachclickcount.com. We have compiled all of our different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services I've discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.